Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai here. I have with me my um, colleague and good friend Tanul Thakur, who is the film critic for The Wire. Uh, for the time being, we hope you all are keeping safe and uh, the, with with the new um, lockdowns imposed all over the country. Uh, we hope everyone uh, manages to uh, stay sane and stay in good health. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, in the meantime, we obviously will be continue. Uh, continuing speaking about uh, the movies that are releasing every other week. Uh, this today we have um, we are going to discuss um, the new Netflix uh, anthology Ajib Dastans, which is an anthology of four short films. Uh, it released uh, last week. It's uh, quite a lot of discourse going on on it uh, in social media over the last over the weekend or so. Um, it's a dramatic entertainment pro- uh, production. Uh, there are four short films. Majnu directed by Shashank Khetan, Khelona by Raj Mehta, Gili Puchi by Neeraj Gewan, and Ankahi by Kvayoz Zairani. Uh, Tanul and me will be discussing the film today. Uh, both of us reviewed it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, more or less, the, uh, I mean, the verdict, so to say, has been fairly unanimous about, uh, at least as far as the discourse is concerned. With, and as with most Hindi film anthologies in the last few years, since it's become a thing, in uh, on streaming, uh, there's always one film that stands out, and the rest are more or less average or mediocre. Uh, I think it's more or less the same with this thing. Tanul, let's start with you. You uh, reviewed it over the weekend. Uh, let's start with your reactions and uh, where you stand on the four shots and what stood out for you. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so I I just I, mean, it's, I just thought it's a very uh, uneven. Uh, uh, anthology. I mean, most anthologies tend to be that, at least the Hindi ones uh, that we have seen in recent years. So, I mean, for me, the first two uh, shots were just terrible. It was just... Uh, I found it difficult that how the fuck anybody with a half a brain could green, uh, green like that. It's... I mean, they are just beyond bad. It's... It's, <laughs> it's laughable. So, uh, anyway. and Raj one, Majnu and Kilona. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm just saying that as if, if uh, <laughs> that is some sort of a universally accepted thing. I mean, it almost is. Anyway, so yeah, thanks for the clarification. Yeah, the first two ones, Majnu and Kilona. So, uh, so that was that. Um, Gili Puchi, I thought uh, I had uh, issues with it and it wasn't really working for me. For the first three-fourths of it, I mean, there were parts that I liked, there were parts that I thought were really not up to the mark and stuff, uh, and, and, and stuff like that. The, the last, the, it, it does improve in the final stretch, in the, in the, in the last uh, lunch, which is around the last 10-12 minutes, I think it's a 40 or a 42-minute shot. So, so that was that, I would call it middling. Uh, the one that I really liked uh, was the was the last shot. I, I don't know if I'm in the minority or not. I mean, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that was the that was one piece that just worked for me right from the word go and uh, and till the time it folded. I thought that was one piece I comprehensively and thoroughly enjoyed. I had a good time, mm-hmm. and and so that was that. I mean, uh, as my uh, uh, a very overarching uh, mm-hmm. sense of these four. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think the third and the fourth shot were obviously like 10, like 
far better like head and shoulders above the first two uh, before we obviously go into like discussing it a little in detail uh, just like a few lines about each shot so that you know listeners uh, know what we are talking about uh, the first shot obviously which uh, which uh, unanimously has been almost the worst shot in uh, according to a lot of people is majnu by shashank khetan uh, it, it basically it's uh, fatima sana sheikh and jaydeep alla with star in it uh, it's about uh, frustrated sort of house younger housewife and an older sort of powerful typical corrupt politician uh, sort of uh, a couple they are in an arranged marriage of sorts and it's more or less a younger guy enters the fray and it it becomes about it becomes a bit of a love triangle and the 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 twist in the end is really the worst written twist i've encountered in recent movie <laughs> uh i i mean most i'm just assuming most of you people have watched uh, ajeeb dastans by now and i hopefully that's why you're listening because spoilers are ahead uh, otherwise you know uh, you, you know you can please watch it before listening to the podcast uh, the the twist of majnu was tanul like just let's just get into the details a little of the <laughs> twist because it's very easy to dismiss it right now and it is i mean the twist is basically that you know uh, the, the guy who enters the fray as the younger guy uh, and is sort of a low i mean he is uh, like a lower middle class character he's the driver's son and the, obviously the couples are you know up, the couple is an upper class thing so he starts an affair with the housewife uh, as is very obvious and we think it's a love triangle and in the end we find out that jaydeep alawat who's playing the older husband is actually gay he's closeted and he is the guy who falls for the for the man and he uh, wants basically to get with him and and there's a twist in the end where this guy takes revenge and the young guy takes revenge in the end and because he wants to teach him a lesson for something they did to his father long back which is i mean it really troubled me that they are using they are still hindi cinema is still at the stage of using uh, a, a device like revealing a character revealing a lead character as gay as like this gimmicky twist in the end with no sense of uh, sort of i mean there really wasn't there was it i couldn't almost imagine the writers just thinking it's cool to do because uh, we are uh, expecting a sort of heterosexual love triangle going on and it's i don't know i i just did not get a, it was a very very um, morally sort of bankrupt vibe i got from the shot and shashank ketan is not some best director his obsession like with most uh directors from the dharma and the vire stable at least the ones in the last 10 or 15 years a lot of them self i mean a lot of self reverencing uh, a lot of uh, sort of um, um you know odes to yashraj and dharma from the 90s and and i really don't that tone is is uh, grown very very fast and i feel like the the twist in the end should be called out more than Uh, because you know it, it is coming from uh, i mean a space of thinking that sort of condescends of on an entire culture entire lifestyle of uh, um, uh, you know the, of a community so i i felt like majnu was just an absolute cop out and it was i think one of the worst shots that we've seen on, on streaming platforms across anthologies in the last 10 years or so yeah absolutely and i mean <clears throat> i'm just so fucking sick and tired of this meta nonsense uh that uh, and it's all the more infuriating if you really look at 
the conversations around nepotism and all of that and how bollywood postures itself and it is in fact one giant family and these family members so to speak keep uh, back slapping each other and all of that and it's been going on for such a long time and when you are uh, i mean you when you have referenced enough films from the 90s you've got to stop it after a point i mean uh, dharma has bankrolled one entire movie uh, on that uh, i hate love stories or whatever and and there's just been like many 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 examples even in this movie you can see that you know araj you know uh, who comes uh, who's an outsider and he comes to a, a family hey you can sort of see uh, that there is some sort of a nudge wink exercise going on and i was like you know i mean just move on i mean give me some space i didn't even feel it was worth you know mentioning or elaborating because i, I was just so tired and yeah it's that and <clears throat> just the sheer annoyance of the of the twist as you mentioned and the abject laziness there is absolutely i mean they they've you know used bastardized twists in the worst ways possible and uh, you just it just feels that there is a and that's true for kilona as well it's a slightly yeah. better film than um, than majnu although it doesn't take a lot but uh, it's that yeah, like i mean a twist exists for its own sake and the rest of the film is completely divorced from it and you just feel that they use the twist as an as an ace in the pack which is which is very annoying Yeah I mean you're right about Kilona it's more or less like a just 2.0 version of Majnu and uh, that yeah that coming <laughs> to twists and way a lot of hindi filmmakers tend to use them especially in short films you know like I'm guessing yes, filmmakers yeah. like Prashant Khan and Raj Mehta do not make short films day in and day out they they've obviously yeah. made a few feature for Dharma over the years and uh, yeah. I mean it's so obvious when these commercial filmmakers sort of take to short filmmaking they their idea of short narratives is so cliched it is so behind the times it's almost a film school cinephile annoying uh, person's yeah. idea uh, late 2000 sort of idea of how to make a short film if you hit the viewer with the twist suddenly the viewer will think that oh see the short film in new light which is which is rubbish basically because the twist in kilona again unnecessarily gory uh, it is all the kid yeah, yeah. It, sorry go it's it's just such a korean film hangover such a <laughs> one of those sort of very old school sort of uh, schools of filmmaking storytelling where you think that you build up a short about like the class difference in in say a north indian housing colony uh, you know you have a housemate and a dhobi and then obviously the owners uh, sort of build up a whole parasite sort of setup you think you're doing that in your head and then you have a twist about a baby dying in the end of the film and then you know reveal that it's actually done by another child which is i don't know it just made no sense to me it felt like the entire 20 or 25 minutes before that was uh, sort of just uh, uh, as you said it was just a back slapping exercise in suspense building for no real reason you know the film actually unfolds in in the form of a police investigation where we know that something bad has happened in the colony and then we talk about uh, uh, they and we sort of go into flashbacks and different versions of all the people being interrogated and it really didn't make any sense it was a very privileged gaze of what happens in housing colonies or the or the entire class gap in urban india it was it was one of those and you know getting someone like nashad barucha to act as a housemaid in it is in itself one of the biggest examples of miscast 
casting I've seen in recent times. Uh, and it's just one of those things where you don't really feel like getting into too much because uh, because the shot really doesn't give you a lot to discuss about. But what what I'm really curious about is obviously the third shot, Geely Puchi by Neeraj Gavan. A lot of people seem to be liking it more than all the other shots uh, over the last few days. Uh, Tanul, uh, why don't you go about first describing what the shot is about and your then feelings on it? Because you, uh, uh, I think, are in technically the minority, finding it a little sort of middling. So let's start with you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> before that, let me just uh, take a minute or so to just talk about, uh, what do you call it, Kilona, <laughs> because I, I must. Now the thing is, as we have, uh, as we're talking about, you know, uh, this this whole uh, that these shots, uh, including Majnu, they are not made as much as they are designed. You know, they are manufactured uh, almost, and uh, and it backfires. You know, if the if the whole point of the twist is to take the audience by surprise, is to is to sort of uh, initiate them into a world that they were not uh, expecting, and and therefore then open uh, their minds to uh, to a new facet of the shot. Then in this case, it just absolutely doesn't serve the purpose uh, or did not serve the purpose for me because I'll tell you, uh, I mean, around say 10 or 12 minutes into the shot or whatever, like quite early when when they are in, uh, when the cops are sort of torturing uh, Nasha, the Baruchas and Abhishek Banerjee's character, I got the sense that, I'm, that, you know, I mean, a murder has been committed and things like that. And as the movie starts to, you know, open up, you then start to think ab- uh, think from the point of view of the filmmaker and you understand that this is such a sloppy shot that even I who gets fooled by I mean I have been fooled by many Abbas Nastan films and, and all of that I'm the most gullible audience member when it comes to thriller I actually I love that I mean I'm a very dumb thriller watching <laughs> audience and I love getting surprised and all those twists and everything and they're bad in this case even somebody like me could crack it because I was like Okay, of course it cannot be the sister Nushal's character. Of course it cannot be Abhishek Banerjee's character because, I mean, these are just so, I mean, these are almost red herrings in the worst possible way. So, just think from the point of view of the filmmaker. What could be so shocking? What could be so gory and so unexpected? Oh, of course, a child killing another child. I'm like, fuck, man. What is happening? Anyway. Yeah, so, so, yeah. I, a filmmaker is thinking in terms of how news like this would be broken on India TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it doesn't even serve their own purpose, whatever limited or however aesthetically compromised that maybe was the point that I wanted to make. Now, coming back to the third shot, Gili Puchi. So, uh, it's uh, it revolves around a factory worker called Bharti Mandal, who is played by Konkana Sen Sharma. And uh, it opens to her sort of talking to a manager about uh, the fact that she uh, was not considered or, or not given uh, the job of uh, a data operator in the factory, even though she has a good undergrad aggregate, even, even though she gave all the answers in the interview and all of that. Then we figure out that uh, the job went to a new person uh, who's called Priya, uh, played by Aditya Rao Haidri. Now, Priya happens to be... Um, Asharma, uh, Bharti is a Dalit. Uh, the, the manager uh, pretty openly uh, has uh, these uh, casteist feelings and, 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 and things like that. And, and then uh, Bharti and Priya sort of forge a, a friendship. They, they start falling for each other. We, we get the sense and, and we find out uh, later that b- both are queer. 
and uh, and and that's what essentially the film is about when when priya comes out uh, sorry when uh, when bharti comes out as as a as a dalit in front of priya because priya in a moment of vulnerability shares what she is going through in her personal life and how priya reacts to it and and what effect that has on bharti and and then i mean that's where the film leads us to the to the third act as to where this friendship and as to where bharti goes on from there is is what uh, the shot is about and uh, <clears throat> so that's that uh, my uh, my feelings about it so i mean first up it's i mean it's kind of really basic and obvious to say but it's any day of the week is great to see a film that tackles caste and mm-hmm. and 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 not just because that is something that we uh, need to be talking about and all of that of course we should but also i mean caste is something that has been just long denied representation in bollywood we can lit- i mean not just bollywood but also i mean just mainstream indian cinema in general uh, and and it's um, it's awful because i mean caste is something that shapes everybody's life irrespective of their social standing and all of that uh, so <clears throat> but i mean just the fact that uh, i mean the absence of caste in uh, in these films uh, actually reinforces the presence of caste and 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 and, and the fact that you, you i mean uh, leave the pages of bollywood through the years uh, through the decades in fact you see the names of directors you see the names of actors you see you know whatever they just comprise a really small slice of indian society and uh, these are the people who have sort of colonized mm. i mean uh, indian filmmaking in a sense so it's great when uh, people like say paranjit neeraj gaiwan who in his debut masan had mm. had an excellent <clears throat> uh, uh, subplot uh, which centered on caste and uh, so i mean it's uh, it's 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 really uh, heartening to to see that i think it's really important so all of that disclaimer aside now coming mm. back to the film so that said though i mean i just thought that you know right off the bat all right like that uh that conversation in the factory right when uh when uh, bharti is talking to dashrath her older right. colleague uh, and uh, she is very visibly disappointed that she did not get the job and all of that and then dashrath says that you know what did you expect and 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 yeah she says what's your what's your last name is your last name a mishra or a banerjee or a sharma whatever uh do you think that you would get the job and you know i thought that that scene was going really well but then i mean dashrat sort of explains it you know he he then goes on to say that you know we are dalits we are not supposed to uh uh, uh the most that can happen in our lives is that we can only get tables or chairs when we are eating not while we are working and all of that and all of these things are historically true but now the fact is when you are making a film mm-hmm. and that's where uh, the whole complications come no i mean a good message is fine and and at times it's important as well no one no one will deny that but i mean a good film is is not just a a good uh, or an honest log line right i mean it has to be more than that and i thought that that scene uh and that scene wouldn't have bothered me as much and honestly it's not even a bad scene so to speak it's just a scene where you think that ah i mean it just went a little far should i just uh, cut at the right moment either at the level of writing or at, at the level of even editing uh, so to speak uh so if that scene 
were that scene had to exist in isolation i would have still it would have at the most been a quibble but then you kind of see this sort of recurring at times disappointing pattern throughout the shot where you know somebody explains something uh, so again that scene where uh, priya is uh, like her mother in law is is helping her uh, uh, like dress her up in a sari or something whatever and then she asks you know uh, who are bengali brahmans referring to i mean <clears throat> bharti's uh, lie and and then they say that you know they are they are bengali brahmans and all of that so, so, so sorry she asks who are banerjee's and then she says that they are bengali brahmans and all of that that also you think that ah it's a bit on the nose and then again comes a line that you know uh, you have to be very careful uh, about the kind of people you mingle with your, your father in law will become a head priest next year and things like that and it kind of goes on and on so i just thought that you know that i was just being explained and over explained and just told and retold a lot and that's not the kind of filmmaking that works for me i'm pretty sure that's not the kind of filmmaking that works for a lot of people and uh, it and and the fact is that your standards have to be you know consistent and uni- uniform as a viewer as well so i mean it, it, it so it doesn't matter what uh, the subject of the film is uh, so that was that so the, i so there were just like a, a few scenes like that which which just sort of you know i mean and then there is this whole thing of uh, uh, bharti being you know quote and quote more masculine uh, aditi rao hadri's character priya is more feminine you see these neat slots so you kind of see that there is that there's a pattern to this that 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 a lot of this is underconfident filmmaking there a lot of this is a filmmaking that is trying in some measure to be liked i'm not saying that's a bad thing uh but it really cannot be so obvious i thought the background score was really troubling it really annoyed the fuck out of me i mean there is this one scene in uh, <clears throat> in the factory uh, floor on the factory floor mm-hmm. where i think comes up to two thirds uh, of the shot where uh, i think uh, the scene where she serves cake and everything yeah. uh, to uh, priya's manager and all that and and she goes to her enclosure and she's sitting and and the cake scene is is quite uh, poignant and I, i like that scene it's, it's mm. a good scene and after that and you know what's going on you understand what's going on with bharti and all of that and yet there is that background music this persistent wailing trying to make you understand that boss look look or listen she's sad she's very very sad you know and i was like boss stop treating me like a 12 year old and that was not just one example there was just you know many examples now i'll just make two more points now <clears throat> the 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 fact that all all these sloppy things that i mentioned uh and, and which is where it's in is a fascinating movie in a sense because it's not just as if that it's uh, thoroughly sloppy that even when you are finding problems with you know these kind of uh, asides there are also some really good things or some uh, some interesting slash poignant slash arresting things that are happening definitely at the level of acting definitely at the level of you know i mean just going in through uh, the recesses of uh, uh, of these people's minds and, and and just showing how a certain slice of uh, indian reality functions and uh, and it's not the kind of stuff that you see day in and day out so that uh, in itself has 
has a component of novelty uh, attached to that so that's that's what makes it even more uh, it, it makes it even more conflicting as opposed to just saying it that you know uh, that is just downright shoddy and that is the first three fourths although the, i i if the entire film would have been like the first three fourths of the film i would have called it more or less a bad film or a mediocre film no it's not a bad film i thought the film was really elevated by the last one fourth uh, uh bit of the of the shot where you know it kind of stops explaining so much i mean i had problems with the last scene although i liked what the last scene did i did not quite like the way in which it did it i like <laughs> i just thought it was a bit overt and all of that but uh, but i very much enjoyed the last 10 12 minutes uh, of the film and i thought it kind of got into its rhythm and it sort of started to you know be in its own self and and not trying to sort of just underline every line in the in the script uh to sort of make the audiences understand that look this is what it is you did not get it i'll have another line to explain you oh you did not get it i'll have a proper wailing background score to really get from the point and and you know i mean more is less at times in films so uh so that was my take away uh what did you uh, make of it yeah it's it's actually very interesting to hear you because the things you mentioned are also the same things uh i had a problem with with the shot by no means is it a perfect shot and i'm i'm guessing it's getting a lot of obviously a lot of praise right now and all but yeah the, even the like it's interesting you mentioned the ending particularly that you liked right uh, which is funny because uh, technically this too is sort of a twist as in mm. tradition of the anthology uh, like the first two shots at least uh and it's it's sort of an unofficial theme of the anthology i feel but the twist is sort of very internal and it, given that it goes in uh in sort of it goes with the personality with the character it doesn't feel like the filmmaker has just dropped it on you for the sake of it it feels like something building up and sort of years and decades of sort of oppression building up into a single decision into a single act of uh deception so to say so it reminded me of serious men in a way and you know i i sort of like that film too uh, and mm-hmm. i like the entire subversion of sort of uh, you know caste discrimination and and the entire uh, uh, the way the sort of low caste characters aren't exactly victimized so much as you know uh, maybe personalized a little more and humanized and to show them as gray characters just like the rest of us is sort of a good decision now coming to obviously the exposition that you so uh, clearly obviously had a problem with and even i mentioned the same exact same scenes that you uh, mentioned even in my review those were the drawbacks of the film and it's interesting because these uh, these things stood out for me while i was watching the film too uh, especially that conversation in the beginning with a colleague with a colleague literally spells out what the audience is supposed to see and the mother in law later and the entire father father in law being a head priest and what not so and again as i think it's happened with us earlier these things did not entirely hijack for me at least the tone of the film or the uh, it's not so much the intent of the film that mattered to me of course as you said it's important it's very good that someone's uh, making an all out story about caste uh, but the fact that i felt like a lot of the good things in the film sort of uh, uh, overwhelmed these faults for me because um, i also as the and you rightly mentioned that you know everything is sort of spoon fed to us 
uh, as to what we should feel as to the dialogues the music the background scores especially doing a lot of exposition and it's funny because i feel like uh, a lot of it is also obviously down to this is the problem with hindi cinema in general right because uh, for years and decades uh, you know caste has been sort of uh, fed to audiences as class over the years right yeah. it's always rich it's yeah. always rich poor Absolutely. even in the mainstream yeah. films even in uh, all <laughs> kinds of sort of films uh, we don't really understand the difference because that's how stories have been fed to us over the years so now because of that the audiences really cannot see the difference anymore for them caste is not really caste is almost like you know uh, uh, it's sort of an economical thing or a religious thing for a lot of people which is which is weird so there are two obviously there are two arguments to this then it's because of that that obviously filmmakers like neeraj gevan who himself is uh, uh, you know a very strong advocate of uh, you know uh, the dalit identity in arts in filmmaking uh, you know because of that i feel like filmmakers like him take the route of needing to explain it to the audiences and not running the risk of having it uh, lost in translation or being too subtle like for example newton a lot of people obviously did not know that yeah. the lead character of rajkumar rao was a dalit the only uh, and the writers were very subtle in that film the filmmakers because it was yeah. only a petkar portrait in the beginning in his house that we see that <clears throat> yeah. is supposed to tell us that he is actually a, and that adds so much subtext like people like me also yeah. it was lost on you know i just thought it was a story no, about sort way. of an adult coming yeah same like it did not occur yeah. to us till the discourse started later uh, from dalit writers from dalit authors who very rightly pointed yeah. out that this is what it's actually about and because of mm. that i feel like there's a lot of reactive filmmaking going on now obviously neeraj uh might have been someone like okay maybe these scenes may not have been uh, uh, a part of his original vision but put in so that audiences do not misunderstand uh, or do, it's not Likely. lost upon or uh, mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting because i posed this question to neeraj obviously before the film also and this exact mm. scene that you mentioned i mentioned saying was it insecurity mm. and he admitted to it saying that it was insecurity i did exp- uh, you mm. know i did take the choice of exposition because uh, uh because uh, we don't know the difference uh, we don't know what cast is most of the time and sometimes these small mm. things have to be these little compromises have to be made uh, obviously for the bigger picture and stuff which i understand and the problem is in a short film yeah. it tends to stand out a lot more right as compared to a feature film yeah. so obviously the flaws tend to be ampli- amplified uh, a, a little more and it's interesting because he did mention that uh, that uh, two dalit characters in the beginning of the film two colleagues would never speak that way to each other they would never remind yeah. each other of their identity saying yeah. you are a dalit not a kanadi you are not i mean it's not possible we know that we yeah. in that the only thing is what kind of tone we want to at least as audiences i feel like we want to look at the film through like what lens do we want to look at the film through as a mainstream film who is uh, who is basically whose responsibility it is or whose uh, you know sort of a uh, inclination it is to sort of serve everything up on a plate serve the subtext up on a plate to us or do we want to watch it as a indie film a very subtle film about caste now if you obviously if the film is sort of in the second category which it was for me also for most part of the film you tend to get a little more disappointed with how obvious it is about its theme and how obviously it wants to tell the audiences that this is what you need to think but for me i think a lot of things also 
<coughs> I took back from the film. Uh, again, it's not related to its significance because I feel like there uh, are a lot of films down south that are being made that are obviously much more obvious, but are also furthering the conversation about caste, about uh, an obvious uh, sort of sub, uh, obvious sort of uh, subcategory of our culture that not enough filmmakers talk about. So I feel like uh, uh, the the performance is really sort of you know, especially Konkana's performance really she added a lot. Insane. Yeah, I heard she was she was insane. I mean, sorry, I cut you. I I just <laughs> it's uh, I your take on <laughs> I actually you know my take. I mean, it's just we all know how good, how great she is. I mean, there are very few people or things that you can just very unambiguously use the word great. And I, I I'm just sounding like obviously very captain obvious about it, but no, I mean Konkana is has been great for at least one and a half decades. But in this film, oh my God, even according to Konkuna's insane standards, I thought she was just, she was just fantastic. I, I'll have to find new adjectives, no? Uh, no. But uh, yeah, she, she was great. Her, I've actually never seen her do a role like this, which is actually saying a lot because she's easily one of the most versatile sort of artists in the industry. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've seen her over the years and she obviously has a great voice in general, whether, whether it's directorial, whether it's writing, whether it's sort of filmmaking, whether it's acting behind the camera, front of the camera, obviously, you know, coming from the sort of heritage that she does. And it obviously it's a tricky sort of terrain, right? She is a sort of Konkana uh, Sen Sharma, you know, like... Um, yeah, yeah. Of course. She is playing a Dalit character. She, and, she and, and, and last name. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> Priya has her last name in the film, which is like really uh, yeah. ironic. But uh, but yeah. yeah, it's it's obviously tricky terrain. And the fact that, you know, you have a sort of privileged upper caste uh, artist playing uh, a Dalit character who is not only one, like, it's not only caste, there's sexuality, there is class, there is gender at play and so many things at play. I feel like she's, and as you said, you know, making one of the two queer characters more masculine and the other more feminine. Now, feminine to Aditi Rawadri, that is exactly how she's cast in most other films. And I thought it was smart casting yeah. because she does ha- give you that vibe of wanting to rescue her, playing this fragile sort of damsel in distress yeah. in most films. I remember the time she's played a strong female character. And I guess that sort of works in this film too because she is eventually manipulated by... Uh, you know, Konkana's character. And I felt like that was obviously uh, safe casting, so to say. But Konkana's, I mean, she even gave that whole masculine sort of stereotype a very, very uh, phenomenal in the smaller scenes in her silences, especially those shots where she was sitting at home alone after a long day, say, drinking an old monk, uh, playing with the dog. I mean, those. Those were really portraits of loneliness that we are not used to seeing. Uh, forget actors, actresses, artists in Indian cinema even doing on screen. And even our sheer screen presence in scenes in the factory. I mean, you take a look at her and you get the sense that this is a person who was born in this factory and who's lived thousand years in this factory. I mean, that is some next level I mean, wearing a character, I mean, in your, till your very fucking bones, I thought it was great. I mean, is it, and yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, <clears throat> the whole uh, masculine quasi-stereotype, 
typical uh, b- b- way of looking at the character which i don't think was a big deal and i i, I mentioned that in a review that also i mean you can sort of uh, reinterpret that in the sense that uh, uh, she had to become sort of more of a man she had to like transcend her gendered persona because the caste system had already disadvantaged her so i i don't think it was uh, that much of a problem but even if there were even if i had some issues the fact that the way in which konkona played that character oh my god that is just that is just next level there's just one thing i want to and sorry if i inter- yeah. I, I mean, you make your point then i'll i, I have uh, i want to add something no no i've finished with my points you can go on okay okay Huh. So, uh, so there is this one thing that you were talking about twist, right? Not just uh, <clears throat> in terms of uh, Gili Puchi, but also in terms of uh, the first two and, and Indian shots in general. Uh, so that sparked a thought in my head. I thought what is very good and very impressive in this film is that, you know, the sh- the twist. I mean, so, so there are two twists, right? I mean, there's this one very obvious big twist, which I didn't think it was a twist because I knew it was coming, uh, which is the last scene. I thought the main twist that happened, which is when the film started to turn on its head for me and for the better was when aditi rao uh, when priya uh, enters uh, you know uh, bharti's sort of like room or or whatever the place where she's sitting <coughs> and she's saying that you know i don't know what to do or whatever and 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 when uh, bharti knows that she's clearly in a diff- in the different camp and that she'd always been and she's always been one of those mm-hmm. and then when she says that you know what i think you should do a baby I thought, yeah. damn, you know, <laughs> I that was very good. I and that's, you know, so so. I mean, I thought the twist really came ten to twelve minutes before uh, yeah. the thing, and 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 everything that builds up towards. I I mean, this very last sort of a a grand scene uh, had already been done some ten or twelve minutes ago. So I think that is also something that that you know a lot of short. I mean, you see a lot more shots than yeah. you. You also write on them. I don't. Uh, uh, so I mean, uh, you would have more of an insight on this, but but I think that's something that uh, that was a sign of clever writing, and that's something that you know uh, some short filmmakers can sort of uh, take a cue from and and be like, okay, uh, you can have that one very typical climactic twist, but it really need not be that. I mean, you can sort of sow its seeds. I mean, much earlier and even fairly overtish in an overtish sense also, and 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 that won't be bad if you do it. well so i thought that was something that was uh, that i quite appreciated in this shot yeah you're absolutely right because you know from the i mean shots over the years and all, the thing is a lot of filmmakers do not get that a twist need not is not a physical aspect of the film it is a psychological aspect it should be a psychological aspect most of the time it the twist itself should be slow burning not the narrative like a lot of yeah. filmmakers make the narrative like this slow burning thing building up to a twist but here obviously as you very rightly mentioned the twist itself is slow burning because like a good 10 minutes before the film is about to end is when bharti changes shades she basically crosses over and she uh, decides to take her destiny into her own hands instead of being uh, at the receiving end as she has been most of her life like very early in the film we see her get into a fight with a male uh, sort of factory worker and she is primal in that scene she is like a uh, it's like an animal has been let loose and she uh, that rage on konkana's face in that scene i'm sorry that cannot be like that is very rarely can you see that performed that looks so lived in 
that you know i have absolutely no qualms about her playing a role like this when it elevates so much of our reading of the subtext of the film that the film otherwise uh, you know uh, chooses to spell out like that and and that sort of that scene reminded me uh, of how she has come from there that particular scene where she absolutely lost her mind to the scene where she decides to sort of turn the tables on the same uh, woman that you know uh, on this apakas woman that has sort of uh, abandoned her for the sake of you know because she is of a lower caste not because uh, you know they are uh, lesbians because they are in the same boat then and there's so many sort of things going on in bharti's mind at that point of time that you can exactly you can almost hear it going on and i love the fact that you know I, and for me another point where uh, for example i looked at the twist the fact that the film continued after the cake scene in the manager's room is it oh. is in itself a twist because that's where i expected yeah. the film to end you know like where sort of konkana ah, comes okay. take cake and uh, you know the, the she is humiliated by obviously she is reminded of her status and told to distribute the cakes with the uh, amongst the workers and aditi rawadri's character is just looking at her very apologetically and very uh, obviously full of shame because she has obviously chosen uh, you know uh, her destiny so i i felt like that was really good and that scene that you speak about comes after that you know obviously when uh, priya yeah, of goes of course of course yeah. Yeah. i think right after that yeah uh, right that which is yeah. beautiful because that 10 minute obviously is the twist on its own and the fact that the film is still yeah. going on is in itself a brave decision and a very smart thing to do so obviously a lot of it you know props to the writing for that and uh, uh, of course the filmmaking in the end uh, you know jury is out on that but i felt like in general forget the message it's just it was a just very uh, strong sense of how to make a short film which is great because neeraj is actually i think the only guy out of the four who's actually made a lot of short films before this that have been in the spotlight yeah. most time so you can actually see that when someone like him is making a short film as compared to the first two where is very clearly a feature length or commercial filmmakers perception a very condescending gaze of how a short film should be so yeah i mean yeah. that was pretty much gili puchi let's go to anka you obviously liked it very much it's directed by kayoze rani <laughs> who is bomane rani's son which is uh, interesting trivia for our listeners yeah yeah i, I had no idea about it actually yeah, yeah so uh, yeah i mean uh, do you want to explain what anka is about yeah sure so uh, anka he opens to uh, this couple in bandra i mean it it, it yeah. revolves around this couple in bandra it's played by uh, <clears throat> shafali chaya uh, she's called natasha and her husband is uh, rohan uh, who is uh, tota roy choudhury uh, if i got his name right i think and yeah. uh, uh, the daughter uh, is called samira she has a hearing and impediment uh so i mean natasha and rohan they, they 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 keep bickering about the fact that you know uh the husband doesn't pay attention to his daughter uh he does he he just he doesn't even try to communicate to her uh natasha has learned the sign language uh, so that uh, she can uh, talk to her effectively rohan doesn't really give much of a shit about it and all of that and, and so the, the the story sort of takes a turn when uh she meets uh Uh, a a deaf and a mute photographer kabir who's played by manav kol <clears throat> and uh, natasha and kabir uh, uh, over the course of i mean a few weeks or a few months or whatever they they uh, they start to sort of you know warm up to each other they meet they crack jokes they 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 see uh, they explore different parts of the city i mean it's it's a, 
boy meets girl or man meets woman whatever and uh, and then what happens uh, ultimately to both uh, kabir and natasha and uh, her family is is the is the crux of the of the shot it's really the shortest uh, segment in the anthology i think yeah. it uh, it's about 26 minutes long uh, so uh, so i mean i it's for the large part it is very breezy fairly like uh i mean a slice of life urban romantic comedy for the most part in a sense uh <clears throat> given that they uh, uh, both of them they communicate through sign languages i mean shalini and 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 kabir so it's a bit of a uh, i mean some sort of a spin over uh, on a on an uh, uh, urban romance and 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 that's what i, I mean and i mentioned this because that sort of tonally sort, sort of sets it apart from mm-hmm. all the 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 rest of the shorts which are fairly i mean grim and uh, i mean they are uh, and it's there's obviously i mean a class difference in in uh, these shots as well uh, uh, that differentiate this from uh, the other shots uh, this is uh, i mean uh, uh, the married couple lives in bandra kabir also looks like a fairly i mean well to do photographer and all of that so so it's it's uh, it's uh, it's that that's that as well so it's a, it's a, it's a shot that i really like i thought that was the best uh film in the in the indian anthology for me it's i think i i'm biased or whatever it is but i think for me sometimes i mean i really appreciate ambition i think ambition is great and all of that and sometimes the admirable failures are better than say film making and all of that but at times i also have a lot of fondness for films that that have a simple brief uh it's it's nothing grand or whatever although i mean i there were few things in the movie that i was quite i mean entertained and touched by and and i mean if you like something you can found you can find profound things in it as well and i and i do think that the shot is profound at some aspects uh although i mean uh, i think as i mentioned in my review a lot of people can also uh sort of uh consider it to be cliched and all of that because it it, it can sort of uh reek of some sort of narrative fatigue because we have seen these uh, kinds of films that's not exactly this film uh, mm-hmm. but even then i did not uh, mind that one bit i i thought the uh, performances were excellent i was just absolutely blown uh, over by manuv kaul's performance i really liked it mm-hmm. and again i mean as i said it wasn't uh, anything grand or whatever but it what it had to do it just did that really well and it never sort of uh, uh bored me it never made my attention flag it never i mean it just worked on a solid scene by scene level it sweated the small stuff it was it was it was very clear about the kind of story it wanted to tell and i and i thought it told that very very well so that was that i i don't know about uh, your thoughts on it actually uh, i missed reading your piece what what do you what did you make of it i have absolutely i echo your sentiments about the shot in the sense that it's the most uncomplicated of the lot like easily huh. uh, like the most obviously the breeziest and in a way you know placing it fourth in the anthology is almost like a relief because you know after yeah. a lot of weakness before this especially because gilly puchi is there right before this you sort of take a uh, you're taking a sigh of relief so for me what's yeah. very interesting about these anthologies is how our our reaction to one shot plays into the other shot right like how the placement also small subtle things like the placement of a particular short film affects our yeah. perception of the short film so you know <laughs> judging it as an individual shot for me beats the purpose uh, especially <laughs> the 
shots because a lot of our reactions is down to sort of our hangover our emotional hangover or our cultural hangover from the previous one so obviously anka he profits on that uh, uh, you know Absolutely. on that especially because uh, if imagine if the entire anthology had started with ankai uh, you know then you it it would feel like a salt thumb. It, it would almost feel like it does not belong here but here it feels like a yeah. nice dessert uh, uh, you know after the main course sort of thing and <laughs> it was beautifully performed as you said like manavkal and shefali shah i think as far as faces are concerned there are no two better actors uh, when you only have to depend on a character's expression and as we do here because manav call is deaf and mute and they communicate through sign language and i feel it's a very nice little riff on that whole mainstream bollywood's uh, obsession with gestures uh, obsession with like loud bodily uh, body language and loud gestures and background music and facial expressions and eyes uh i feel like the, the the narrative itself the premise itself plays on that and it's one of the rare dharma shots that doesn't actually overdo uh, or doesn't over explain the fact that it it's actually sort of an ode to uh, you know the entire film culture in general which I, which i thought was very good because it concentrated on the premise which is basically a frustrated uh, sort of uh, an unhappy housewife who finds happiness in someone who cannot uh, you know Uh, who in someone who is different who cannot express himself like most other people but has all the expressions in in the world so i thought that was a very clean shot and uh, i i have to admit that i was a little taken aback by the fact that it ended so soon as you said it's a shortest of the lot also yeah um, yeah mm. it felt like a proper short film in that sense because uh i sort of in my head expected it to go on because the previous shots were going on even after ending so i i sort of like <laughs> thought that okay when you know when manav call sort of discovers that uh, shefali shah's character is married i thought that that entire scene first of all i felt was a little stretched the end where it it really overdoes manav call's face and that the camera you know continues staying on his face to show his heartbreak or to show you know his feeling and um, uh obviously it works because of the two actors involved but i, I felt like i don't know i felt like I, the, the carpet was sort of just taken under my uh, out of under my feet because i i felt i expected it to go on in a way but you know i didn't mind it ending there either because the shot the premise of the shot itself is sort of uh it's not heavy handed it is not like uh, it's not trying to be complex either it's really about one man uh you know with a certain disability and uh, a woman uh, with, with a you know with a certain sort of uh, who lacks something at home and it, it's about that and i i like the fact that in the end you know uh, the the filmmaker sort of plays with the grace of the character like obviously i, I almost yeah. felt like alisha was sort of uh, trying to find someone who would i mean she did it almost for the love of her daughter which is a very perverse way to look at it but which is also true which applies to a lot of uh, parents in general because it's an irrational uh, feeling right parenthood so like to do something yeah. like this where she's having an affair with someone else uh, not so much because she's disappointed with her husband but also because she wants to be a better mother to her daughter and seeing a man who's like her daughter uh, makes in her mind an entire family Uh, in a way and she's almost test driving manav call for uh, to get closer to her daughter to communicate with her daughter better and i felt like manav call's face in the end communicates that very well saying okay this is why uh, you know i'm in the picture which was very heartbreaking to an extent 
and uh, which i thought was you know i i'm glad the filmmaker didn't you know go for the gimmicks of uh, that filmmakers normally go for when they make uh, films about deaf mute characters or uh, characters with disability you know you tend to play with sound a lot you tend to uh, uh, you tend to play with uh, the music a lot the sound design in general a lot i i felt like you know kayose rani had a very solid uh, sort of uh, uh, idea of what he wanted to say and uh, you know i thought it was probably <clears throat> along with gilly puchi the most well cast film also of the lot yeah and i just thought that you know uh, it was just very very confident and, and and very content in its own skin i find it interesting that uh, you wanted uh, the shot to uh, go on and uh, uh, you had uh, reservations about uh, uh, just uh, uh, parts of the end uh, i i i didn't think about it uh, in those terms but i completely hear you because <clears throat> if you see the the third shot gilly puchi it's uh, i think that's around 42 43 minutes so that sort of really uh, primes you towards i mean uh, a, a piece that is you know slightly longer than a usual shot you know i mean most shots are not 40 45 minutes long and and this one kind of i mean it's it's longer than most shots i mean most shots again don't clock 26 minutes but then given the ambit of at least the last uh, shot that we saw in the anthology uh, this can absolutely make somebody feel that ah, i wanted uh, uh, it to go on uh, for a bit longer i think it would have been interesting that would have been really challenging for for kayose rani yeah. to sort of uh, see uh, where you go from here and and how do you uh, uh, tie things up for me uh, i i i just found that it 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 just was very satisfying also because i think by then i'd started to feel protective of the shot <laughs> i was thinking that you know i'm really liking it till till this point so it's good that it just ends on a on a on a point that you know it it just feels very emotionally satisfying for me but yeah, i mean it's also i mean a great choice as you said uh, uh for this shot to bookend uh, the anthology because it just i mean <clears throat> it actually elevates the anthology much much more than for me obviously than um, than if it were placed somewhere else because i mean if you remove the shot and then see ajib dastans it is it is more ajib less dastans so it's uh, that was that for me i would say yeah pretty much i mean i'm i'm i look forward to what say someone like kayose rani makes in the future because as you said uh, the challenge actually starts after that last scene and it would have been very interesting it is it will be very interesting to see how he probably uh, you know uh, delves into a feature filmmaking career uh and yeah it is it's a fairly breezy promising start and i just it has to be said that we wish we see more of actors like manav kol and shefali shah uh, really because you know it, it's just such an unusual uh, i mean in general it's just so difficult to find uh, actor to find sort of meaty roles for actors of a certain age and uh, and i feel like shefali shah even though she has played this character several times it's very it would have been very easy to stereotype her as the unhappy housewife because she's played it almost every second role but she somehow consistently manages to add more and more every role or add different aspects different shades to the uh, to the fact that the woman is uh, you know human and you know sort of frustrated with the situation and there's so much more to it whenever she does a role like that and i thought 
she was tremendous even here especially in a fight with her you know with her husband in the opening sequence where she you know you could almost feel her angst her frustration and same for manakol i think a lot of us haven't seen him in, in a charmer's role so to say because we've just uh, slotted him in a certain character actor category in our heads most of the time but i feel like he is really like i mean he was really sort of he really did that whole hero thing very well here even without being slotted as a hero and uh, yeah i mean as you said manakol like i mean it, he really uh, knew how his smile looked on camera and i felt like that was a big plus for the film but yeah i mean more or less it was a great end to the anthology and uh, uh it's it's always better to have anthologies that start bad and end good than you know start starting good and end bad because we are uh, eternal optimist as critics which is also a joke so uh yeah i mean uh, that was uh, that, that was a fun conversation and uh, it was very interesting to chat with you especially about gilly puchi because uh, to hear the same sort of uh, to you know to hear you go on about the same points that sort of uh, made the film lesser for you and for me someone like me to sort of overlook those points and say it was still a good film which has happened to us before too right like other yeah, yeah. plot a film like say i think we were discussing breathe or something else or the other and certain things yeah, i yeah, could yeah, not breathe is a good literally breathe is a good example where i mean the opposite happened yeah. uh, there were things that i precisely loved because they were there and, and uh, you were pretty ticked off because of that so no absolutely and that also just tells you the multiplicity uh, of film watching and uh, film analysis in itself right i am yeah. I, i i think conversation like these are quite helpful for me at least personally to the, to just sort of understand how uh, different uh, minds work when they are trying to process their own feelings about uh, something they have watched yeah exactly anyway uh, it was it was a uh, good chat and we'll be back soon uh, with something interesting mostly for oscar is season because it's uh, next week yeah. so soon be back discussing a lot of our oscar favorites too so stay tuned for that and thanks for joining us